record. Three, two, one. So much better. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Hope you all had a lovely Hanukkah season. We finished it out. Nine candles burning at once. So many candles. It was unbelievable. You've never seen such a distracted child at dinner. (laughs) He kept turning around. At first, I thought he was looking at our aura photo frame. Mm-hmm. But no, he was watching the candles to see which one was going to burn fastest. Yes, like staring at them. Mm-hmm. Like a little pyro. <laughs> a little future arsonist. Don't say that. Um, look, all kids are fascinated with fire. I was fascinated with fire. I nearly burned down our house. Oh, no. Set the trash barrel on fire next to the house. Oh, Luckily, no. our next door neighbor was the fire chief for Lowell or Tewksbury. I forget which. Well, that's convenient. So he was right there with the hose, garden mm. hose, putting out the trash fire. I believe I started it with a RoboCop action figure and a roll of caps. A roll of caps? What does that mean? You know, caps, a little gunpowder oh, on a strip sure. for, the, for like cap guns and stuff. Okay. Hmm. You don't know what caps are? No. I don't. This is insane. If I was not a we pyro. gotta run a poll. We gotta run a poll. It's I not, a, not, it's a not a being a pyro. Mm, Just being sure. a child. Okay. Anyway, caps used to come in rolls, uh, okay. little paper rolls, sure. and the RoboCop action figure had a little uh, trigger on the back of it so that you could, you know, shoot RoboCop's gun just by making the caps pop. So then I thought, wow, if that's what that does, what if I lit a roll of of caps on fire? Wow, what if you did that? Well, I'll tell you what happened. I almost burned down our home. That seems bad. Um, do you do you say your brother never had a cap gun? No. Really? Yes. Michael, if you're listening, please let me know. Dory's, <laughs> I mean, little, Dory's little brother, let me know if you had a cap To my knowledge, to my knowledge, he did not. But I'm going to ask him right now. I don't know everything. I'm texting him. About... I'm going to ask him right now. Okay. Because I can't is... imagine that that is something my parents would have let him have. But uh, so I'm going to ask: Did you ever have a cap gun? Watch him be like, "What's that?" <laughs> then I will be vindicated. I wish we had like I wish everyone was at our disposal so we could always call them and like, they could be like, on the podcast. Like uh just live shows. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yes. Well, he says he did not have a cap gun. Wow. Thank you. He Told says you. He, he says he wishes he did. Okay, but he didn't. So there. Uh this is crazy to me. No one I know there wasn't like a Josh Leibowitz down the street who had a fucking cap gun. No one had a ca- this is crazy. No, not a thing where 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 we lived. <laughs> where you lived. Yeah, not a thing. Like no one I knew had one. Like I didn't, I never went over to someone's Michael house. Michael says that like, seems odd that you didn't know what a cap gun was. Well, I was, you know, very They sold them at Market child. Basket for crying out loud. The we never aisle. went to Market Basket. There wasn't one near us growing up. We always They went sold to them at Star Market, Market in the no, in, they the didn't. T- guarantee you they did. This is wild to me. Ay, ay, ay. Do you even know? Do you know what I'm even describing? 
I'm going to Google it. Cap gun. Uh, absolutely not. No, we definitely didn't have one of these. <laughs> I need to know what comes up when you search it. Oh, yeah, 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 with the little orange bezel. The orange, uh... Yeah, but some of them, some of these look like real guns. Yeah, well, you didn't get the ones that look like real guns. You get the orange ones. Okay, we didn't Jeez have Jeez Louise. Oh, my God. Not even like Colonial Williamsburg? You never bought a single shot cap gun? We never went to Colonial Williamsburg. You, wow, you just lived a sheltered life, I guess. I guess so. I mean, wow. This Look, is blowing my I'm mind a, right I'm now. I'm a pacifist, unlike you. I am. I'm not neither. I Look, I just, I uh, appreciate cap guns. And uh, mm. I support responsible use of cap guns. Mm. If you ask me, as long as you get a license and you're registered, go nuts, pal. Also carry insurance. We'll make it like cars. It'll be great. Guns will be like cars. What is happening? I'm just here to make sure our audience knows that you don't know what cap guns are, and I do. Oh, okay. Very strange. Well, I was telling you about being a ch uh, child arsonist. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's where we started. Wow, <laughs> this uh, this really took a turn. It took a wonderful turn. Mm, just sure. a, a wistful about my my youth now. Wow. Okay. Thank All you. right. So. So anyway. <laughs> your brother said, now I know where to get Henry. Absolutely not, Michael, if you're listening. <laughs> I assure you he's not listening. He listens. He listens. Uh, and oh, Allison listens. Only when it's titled, you know. Dory's, Dory's Little, Little Brother. brother. <laughs> Should we title it Dory's Little Brother Part 2? No, because then no. I would, we'd ha we wouldn't have any awesome Brookline audio to play of your brother aggressively mm. striking out. Anyway, if you guys don't know what we're talking Brookline about, audio. head back in the archives, <laughs> listen to that episode called Dory's Little Brother. Now, where were we? We talked about Hanukkah. Hanukkah's over. Henry, Hanukkah's over. Uh, Hanukkah Harry, home runs every night. Dory picked out some great presents for Henry. I gotta say, I really did nail it. Um, just some stuff that. Although, also, I will say this: he seems satisfied with anything. Well, why don't you test that out? <laughs> I'm just saying, like he's he's, <laughs> he's the. I think the joy of opening and surprise for him is in, is like is is seventy percent of it. Mm, yeah, but he's also like played with everything that we got him. So how could he play with a onesie that has no feet? Well, has he worn that yet? No, because it needed to be washed. Correction, he hasn't played with everything you got him. Okay. Gosh, have you always been this pedantic or Yeah. <laughs> Where you been? <laughs> oh my god. It's so fun to annoy Dodo. Oh, we had uh, we went out last night to my friend Nicole's house. I suppose our friend Nicole's house. Yeah, and uh, there was some Ari trivia guys. Longtime listeners will remember Superscript trivia. If you want to have a trivia night, he can do it over Zoom. If you're in the LA area, he can do it in person. It's very it's a fun. hoot. Two hours of fun, and they, uh, they force 
me and they forced Matt and me to be on separate teams. They split us, and that's a it's a Nicole rule because <laughs> Nicole thinks combined we would be too powerful, a trivia force. It's very funny. She she doesn't force any other couples to split up, which should tell you something. Yeah, it's rich. I don't know what it should tell you, but it should tell you something. Even though anyway, I think I, think I don't think I've ever beaten your team. Really? I don't think so. I feel like you always win. I didn't win. La- I didn't win at your birthday. I didn't either. <laughs> <sighs> wow! And there were only three teams. That's right. <laughs> um. Well, my team won last night. Yeah. In a in what I would call a landslide. It was a well timed doubling and uh, an excellent knowledge of general trivia from everybody involved. You know, granted, you had six people. We only had five. Oh. We were the fiver. We were the five team. The fiver is tough because sometimes it is that sixth person who like right. that really rando brings it. that rando f- you know thing that they know. Yes, exactly. That makes a category. It's always the, it's always the person. It's always the person who's like, I don't. I am so bad at trivia. I don't know anything. And then they're like, the fourth Teletubby is. <laughs> you're like, what? yeah, because they think trivia <laughs> is like the Battle of Waterloo. Right? What did Napoleon? You know, it's like yeah, they sure. think that's trivia. But nowadays, trivia is anything. Listen, I f- somewhere in the back of my brain, I remembered that a baby oyster is called a spat. That's fucking weird. I don't know how I knew that, but I did. I And then I was also like, I think a hair is a leveret, and it was. So there was something just like in my brain that like knew these sort of obscure. Do you think um, that's why it's called animals. leveret circle? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Because it's two T's, leveret circle. And leveret hair is only one. Oh, I've, the first time I've ever seen that word was last night, so I wasn't—I don't remember how it was spelled. Well, I do. Well, la di da. Okay, la di freaking da. Congratulations um, on your win. Thank you so much. Congratulations. We, we got to on... choose from an assortment of Trader Joe's boxed chocolates, which was exciting. I mean, prizes this time. Wow, this is impressive. Real prizes. She really pulled out all the stuff. She ha, ha, she rented uh, six heaters. She rented heaters. She had more tables than she usually has. Unbelievable! It's incredible. It's pretty exciting. I could not. Uh, I'm not that good at parties. I guess. You're not that good at parties. No, I wouldn't think to get outdoor heater things. Oh, oh, oh. nor she would always, I think she always has heaters. Yeah, but she's always freezing. I mean, I appreciate I would personally the never think to get it. Really? Yeah. In December at night outside, I would think to get heaters. In December at night outside, I'd be like, this is the best. Woo. Yeah. I would get heaters. I would 100% get heaters. December to remember sales event. Um, um, before before we went over there, we took Henry to uh, like a holiday light thing at Desconso Gardens, which is a botanical garden yes um celebrity sighting topher grace you're welcome everybody we did see topher grace and his family mm-hmm. his uh, actually before i knew it was topher i was like grace, that's so many kids that's a lot of fun i noted that his oldest daughter who i think is probably about five mm-hmm. was like gently like like sort of like embracing her younger brother as they were walking like it was very sweet like i remember thinking oh that 
They have such a sweet relationship, those siblings. Did you see them sitting on the bridge? Yes. It was like a it was like a like a like a I don't know, like a greeting card. Yeah. <laughs> like a children's <laughs> greeting card. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, um, the light show, I would say I don't was it I think was Halloween better or was this better? I don't know. I enjoyed this more partly because it was already dark when we got there. Right. Yes, that's true. And Halloween, uh, our tickets were for six, but at that time of year, that is before sundown. Mm -hmm. And so we wandered about for close to half an hour before it like got dark and like the light, I mean, the lights are cool, but in the light, they don't really look that cool. So it was, it was nice to get there at five thirty, which is when our tickets were for now. But obviously, yeah. it gets dark earlier now. And the I thought the I thought the lights were pretty amazing. Um, but it's a surefire hit. Although I will say this: Henry fell asleep in the car on the way there, and didn't believe us that he fell asleep. That was that was so funny. So he asked, <laughs> he asked how we got. From, from Melrose, which we didn't even take. He, he's like, how how did we get from Melrose to here? Like, he thought that, like, we turned off Melrose and ended up at Descanso Garden. For those yeah, listening like, who don't know the area, that's like... uh, It's quite far. 12 miles? <laughs> he also was like, that was so fast. And yeah. we were like, yeah, because you were asleep. <laughs> and he's like, no, I wasn't. Yeah, he really was like, no. He's I, like, I almost fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. He like It was adorable because he put his hood up and then he was out. I really, it's funny because I feel like he's usually aware when he falls asleep. Yeah. And. I think genuinely last night he didn't think he fell asleep. Yeah. It was very funny. Um. All right. Well, should we take a little break? Yeah. You know. Good as time as any. Okay. We'll be right back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including 
the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we are back. Just a reminder, you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail or mattanddory at gmail. Call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Thank you to everyone who wrote or called in this week. Oh, and I just remembered I forgot to do the voicemails. What do you mean by do them? I I forgot to like download them. Gotcha. Um, You know what? They're kind of evergreen. We can do them next week. Wow. Okay. This is from Amy. Hey, guys, I can't stop thinking about this article and wanted to get your thoughts. This is this is what? You didn't tell anybody how to email us. Yes, I did. I literally just, now, just did. With the voice, that's when you forgot about the voicemail. Yes. Sorry. It's okay. Um, all right. Amy said, hey, guys, I can't stop thinking about this article and wanted to get your thoughts. And then this is the uh, summary of the article that she included. A Maine woman has accused a retired Boston fertility doctor of impregnating her with his own sperm when she expected to receive anonymous donor sperm during an artificial insemination procedure decades ago. In a lawsuit filed Wednesday in U.S. District Court Boston, Sarah DePoyan states that in 1980, she and her husband went to Dr. Merle Berger for an intrauterine insemination, and he told her she would receive sperm from a medical resident who resembled her husband, who did not know her, and whom she did not know. Instead, the suit alleges he inserted his own sperm into her body. I feel like this 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 story comes up like every... Sounds like she got herself a Merle Berger. That's what he calls it. That's gross. <laughs> that is so gross. Uh, it is. I apologize. Um, Still funny. Anyway, I feel like this comes up every few months. So this is as a result, due to results of a, of a, of a DNA test, to which I wonder what 
what what showed up in the DNA test that she's like, this has got to be the doctor's baby. Probably some like if you if you do a DNA test on ancestry, it will sh- it will give you oh, show like, your relatives. Yeah, it'll show you relatives. So. Well then. I mean, She's hey, if it's like, like if it's like hmm. you're closely related to Dr. Merle Berger, I'd be like, whoa, okay, <laughs> this is now you got a suit on your hands. Um, I mean, look, yeah, do I, I mean, think Henry's mine? Forty percent, yes. What are you talking about? He's blonde, uh huh, and has blue eyes. Yes, and is named Henry. That's not my name. Uh huh. He he looks like every child in my family. Yeah, that's you. I guarantee. Yeah, I'm sure he's yours. Yeah, no problem there. He also like has your obsessive brain. But like, you know. he has your photographic memory for sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. No, no uh, fertility doctor has ever possessed such a memory. <laughs> I don't think he belongs Look, to our I'm saying that doctor. I think he's Dr. Kelly Beck and yours. <laughs> that would be weird. Yes, it would be. Is that a sitcom? Um, yeah, I mean, look, you want to get our thoughts? My thoughts are that these doctors were playing God and thought they would never get caught. And now DNA technology has advanced. So Can we blame we- him? The human genome wasn't even mapped back then. This guy didn't think it was coming up. He was going to catch him. <laughs> I mean, look, who knows why he did it? He might have done it because there was no sperm. Like, he didn't have He's sperm like, oh, available. Oh, no, I dropped the sperm. <laughs> yeah, or like, I thought I was going to be able no to excuses, provide no excuses, it. No excuses, with, you know, no excuses. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying like, oh, who knows what went through his mind? Or he was just like, whatever, it's just easier if I do it. <laughs> it's gross. It's all gross. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um. Okay. Matt, we got several emails, messages, et cetera, about sleep studies. Okay. So this first one is from Diane. Hello, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I also just want to note, Diane M. Martin is a longtime, I would say, OG listener and Patreon supporter. Diane M. Martin. uh, Possibly our number one fan. I've known her forever? Like... She was a Nerdist fan, right? Yes. I'm trying to remember if I first met her at a Doctor Who convention or if I first met her at like a Comic-Con or a show that we did out in Massachusetts on the East Coast. I I can't remember. It's one of those, but it's an early, early on in the Nerdist run. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, All right. I went to comment on a December episode on Patreon, but it looks like the last episode that was there as of today was the British Baking Show. Yeah, we have not recorded the December episodes yet. Only the November ones. I agree with Matt. The overnight sleep study was the worst night of sleep. The mask they used for the study made my eyes so dry. I hated having something on my face at night. I think in-home testing would be best because it will give you the most accurate results. Um, And then she linked to an at-home sleep test at lofta.com. I hope that Matt can get a CPAP machine soon. We all want to be well-rested and not falling asleep when you're podcasting. To be I fair, that. Andy's voice has a calming effect. I hope, you're all ha- I hope you all have an awesome holiday season. Thank you for your podcast. They are like audio greeting cards. Aw. Did I... I told you I fell asleep during... You did tell Trek. me that. And then that I left seems... it. I left it in. I didn't edit it out. I left it in because I started snoring. It seems not normal. Of course it's not normal. I was sitting at this desk and I was like... The amount of times I've dozed off here at this desk, like just sitting, it's like crazy. 
Like, I don't even have, like, my watch didn't even record sleep data for last night, so I couldn't tell you if I got any sleep. Mm. The night before, I had two hours and three minutes, 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. And yet, you're resisting doing anything about it. Did I not see a doctor uh, on Tuesday and go get blood work on Wednesday? Is this you someone did, else you're thinking about? No, but you're not like you it's don't all do a in sleep there. Study. Look at the sleep study. It's in the it's in the order. It's in the lab order. What are you talking about? Okay, you didn't tell me that. Why are you? This is you're being me? so rude. Thinking I don't do anything about it when in fact I did. Okay. Oh, maybe it actually was Thursday. I'm sorry, it wasn't Tuesday. It was Thursday. Okay. Jeez. Anyway, there. Look, I was getting all kinds of things done. All you week, were. I was like, "Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to sell some uh, head covers. Got to sell. Mm-hmm. Got to mm-hmm. get the my 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 golf trolley fixed. That's been sitting collecting dust for a year and a half, two years. I I recontacted the company. <laughs> Did they c- respond? Well, I sent it at like one o'clock on Friday. They're out hours until like three o'clock pacific and then i'm sure they'll be in monday i don't think they're doing anything over the weekend all right well i hope they get back and what else did i do oh saw my shrink saw the doctor had a doctor's appointment had seven vials of blood taken Mm -hmm. and like you know here she's like let's let's now you know berate matt for not doing the thing he did i haven't gotten a sleep study yet but i've Discussed the sleep apnea with the new doctor. So just pump your brakes. Okay. Thank you. Diane and Martin, you I'm are glad off the to hook because you don't live with me. How could you know I went to the doctor? <laughs> I wish I was off the hook. All right. This is from Allison, who says a sleep study can be done at home with a pulse monitor and a light oxygen mask. My husband refused for years to get one done because he, like Matt, had one when he was younger and everything was fine. After many years of symptoms indicative of sleep apnea, he finally did another sleep study last year. We were pleasantly surprised to learn that it was a take-home study done with a pulse monitor and a loose oxygen mask. Of course, the study showed severe apnea, and my husband has been mostly using machine ever since. Happy Hanukkah. Allison. Thank you, Allison. That's interesting. A whole like you take it home oxygen. That sounds fun. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like this is what the at-home sleep study is. There's like things that you have to You knew like, this? Yes, because Sam, who wrote the next email, sent us a link to at-home sleep study, how to get sleep tested from your bed from sleepfoundation.org. And it says you pick some stuff up could from I get your doctor's sleep, office. Can I, get, can I get sleep studied from my actual bed and kick my wife out for the night? That'd be great. Sure. Just kidding. It's not comfortable. I wish it was horse hair. I mean, that's the thing. You like complain about not sleeping on our bed, but you actually don't find our bed comfortable. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I think you just want to blame me. I'm not blaming you. Mm. This is a real victim mentality over here. She's got, it's crazy. I mean, look, takes one to know one. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I have that. (laughs) So it's like, I don't need to say anything. Um, All right. 
Um, I'm actually going to share this one later. Okay. Josephine writes in to say, hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, Holly, and Bo. I was listening to the latest episode whilst at work and now feel compelled to interrupt my work emails to send you a quick explanation of Christmas Eve versus Christmas Day in countries that celebrate on Christmas Eve. Since Matt was wondering about what we get up to the next day. Yeah. I live in England, but I'm originally from Germany where the main event is also Christmas Eve. Same as for your Norwegian advent calendar aficionada who wrote in last week. What this mainly means in Germany is that we exchange presents on Christmas Eve rather than on Christmas Day morning. Personally, I prefer this because it's dark out, just makes the house so much more cozy with the lit Christmas tree and candlelight or even a fire going. Mm -hmm. The big Christmas meal, however, in my family's case, a roast goose is still eaten on the 25th of December. So that's what we do on Christmas Day, Matt. We basically stretch Christmas over two days. In case you are now wondering... On Christmas Eve, lots of families traditionally eat something quite light or modest. We eat sausages and potato salad. And I have other friends who eat a simple fish dish. <laughs> I love Germans. We eat something like, modest. Sausages and potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is due to some Christian tradition, but I'm not sure. I also know lots of people who disregard this nowadays and eat whatever they want, except for the big roast, which is eaten on Christmas Day. On Boxing Day, we lie around feeling full and eating leftovers, just like all other countries who celebrate Christmas. Not not sure it's exactly the same in Norway, but maybe Liv will write back in to tell you. I also have a question. Matt, you mentioned having an advent calendar from 2022 in the boot of your car. Yes. Now we need to know, what else is in there besides golf clubs, of course? (laughs) Uh, You'd be surprised. It's not actually, it's not that much. Uh, The... What is the weirdest thing that's in there also? Um, Non-golf related. I have two first aid kits. I have two spare blankets. I have, like, I would say three coats of varying rain protection. Mm -hmm. Uh, Giant umbrella. Some golf shoe. That's golf related, so I won't mention that and uh an air compressor small air compressor Mm. that's a dewalt air compressor that runs on a 20 volt battery um now the reason why things end up staying in my trunk for a long time is because i would say 98 percent of the time my golf clubs are live in the back of my trunk so once you open the trunk, you see golf clubs. You, you see nothing behind them because they're so big. So it just sort of like leaves your mind. And mm. that is my explanation mm. of my trunk, my junk in my trunk. <laughs> um. P.S. As a German, I still feel bad that it was an angry German lady who deterred you from cycling ever since the incident. What can us true. Germans do to make it up to you and get you back on that bike? Maybe I can source a cycling theme advent <laughs> calendar from Germany. Oh, still have nice. the podcast as much as when I first discovered it, Josephine. I've given my stats before. I still live in London in an 800 square foot house. Last time I accidentally typed 8,000 and you believed me. What am I? Saudi princess with one boyfriend and one 65 inch TV. No hot dogs this year. Didn't avoid them. Just didn't really encounter any. I, if you said you had an 8,000 square foot place and also said you have one 60 inch TV, I wouldn't buy it. Mm. Like you need a couple more TVs in that size space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, 
Germans have a lot to uh, make up for. <laughs> Just in general, we've all been there. You know, America's not great, but uh, you know, some sort of cycling advent calendar. That'd be that'd be nice. But that German woman did ruin me in biking. Absolutely. She's the worst. She is the worst. <sighs> um, all right. We're going to read one more email before we take another break. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. This is from Ron. Hey, guys. It's Ron from Lafayette, Louisiana. I wanted to write Hi, in Ron. with a couple of things. One, with Henry's love slash obsession with time, did you know you can tell Alexa to turn on lights at a certain time or for a certain amount of time? My oldest boys have two smart lights in their room and I walked in and asked Alexa to turn on the lights one day to grab their laundry basket and clothes hangers and then asked her to turn the lights off about 30 seconds later and she informed me that you could tell her to do this stuff. <laughs> also, to the listener with the switch as a family Christmas gift, if this is to be for the whole family single unit but everyone wants their own profiles, to have their own saves by the physical games. Digital ones are tied to the user with the registered Nintendo account and can't oh, be played by other users even on the same console. PlayStation and Xbox allow you to play whatever is downloaded to the console as long as the user that bought it is still registered on that console. We have four regular Switch consoles in the house, two that have died over the years, and probably 10 Switch Lite consoles, so I have a lot of experience with this issue. We've probably bought Animal Crossing five or six times between all the kids who wanted to have their own islands on their own consoles, and then we have a physical copy as well. My only advice besides that is to make sure you have a great storage solution for the games. I've probably lost over $1,000 in physical games between the kids losing them and the dog chewing them up. They are so tiny. We got a Switch the first year they launched for Christmas, so it's been over a long period. But still, hope everyone has a great holiday season. Ron, all the stats are the same, except we have a new baby boy in the house. So Shut we are up to up. nine kids at home with 10 total. Ron. Ron. It's a lot of kids. I don't know what you're doing over there, but look, Mazel. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Congrats. Um, Ron, thank you this for this perpetual info. child thing is you're now going to you're, you're going to extend it to like 36 years now of taking care of children. It's a long time, which I guess, you know, given the millennials, it's probably normal now. <laughs> they don't leave a house. Okay. Ron, you're the most fertile person that writes into this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, we're going to take a break. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. We're back. Um, this next email is from Jess. Hello, Matt and Dory. Seasons greetings from your only child proponent. <clears throat> Just wanted to write in and say that Matt is correct, that the east coast of Canada got a big dumping of snow a few weeks ago. Um, ours is all gone now, though. Thought wow. Henry might enjoy this short video of my dog playing in the snow. She sent a video. Also thought I'd introduce Henry and you to Woody the Talking Christmas Tree, an equally creepy and charming spectacle at my local <laughs> Finally, wondering if you have any Palm Springs slash Joshua Tree recommendations. We will be spending five days there in March. Sadly, we are missing the Indian Wells tennis tournament. Thanks for the pod. To echo other listeners, I appreciate the real talk. Money, stress, relationship, etc. Hope you have a prosperous 2024, either through gainful employment or a get-rich-quick scheme. Take 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I care, Jess, Halifax, Canada, still no hot dogs. This is a terrifying talking Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. How can I describe it? It's got like it's got a it's got a anthropomorphized human face coming out of the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it blinks and its mouth moves and it's pretty wild. All right, thank you. Um, Palm Springs recommendations, Joshua Tree. I mean. The P- Joshua Tree Park is amazing. You should definitely go there. The tram, the Palm Springs Tramway is very cool. Definitely buy tickets in advance. Yep, sells out. Um, we once did a, <clears throat> excuse me, we once did a modern architecture tour of Palm Springs. Um, that was very cool. You get to see all these houses. I would do that. Um a lot of good golf down there. A lot of good golf. There's a there's some good hiking. There's gambling if that's your thing. Um, there's some like <clears throat> there's some cute like vintage stores in Joshua Tree and, and Palm Springs if that's something you're into. Is there any um, food recommendations? I don't have any. <clears throat> um, I'm a little. I haven't been to Palm Springs in a couple years, so I feel like I'm a little behind. Oh, Elmer's is like a fun um, oh, yeah, dinery Dutch, type Dutch breakfast spot. Place. Yeah. yeah, Dutch pancake. You didn't say if you're going, I don't know if you're going with kids, but if you are going with kids, the Living Desert in Rancho Mirage is a very cool um, zoo that doesn't feel like a zoo. I think that's, that's pretty all-encompassing. Pretty all encompassing. Don't rent an ATV and go four wheeling. It's dangerous. Don't do it. <coughs> yeah, I agree. Um, okay. We got a text that said if you care for another early reading suggestion, Bob books are amazing. They focus on CVC words, consonant, vowel, consonant, so kids can learn to sound out and gain confidence reading on their own. I'd suggest them before the Elephant and Piggy books, and they have tons of sets. Just a thought. Feel free to take it or leave it. Thanks for the show. Um, how is how would you say the elephant piggy books are going? About, I thought Henry would like them. He loves them. Like he's really mm. into them. Okay, in a way that has quite frankly shocked me. Um, couple things. I'm reminded that like things. What is funny to four year olds is not necessarily things that are funny to forty six year olds. Mm-hmm. Like there's things in there that he's like dying laughing and i'm like oh yeah (laughs) um there's also a lot of like repetition of words so he gets to kind of like read along quote unquote like after he sees one word he can recognize it um he's not quite like deciphering 
word like words that he's seeing for the first time but like once he sees the word he's like oh fly like etc and he thinks the stories are very funny um so yeah so that that has been a big hit but i will also check out the bob books i've heard other people talk about them too and um Hmm. they seem to be popular um okay lane writes in to say have you guys talked about how you found holly any advice looking for a nanny slash babysitter in general we're planning to hire a nanny in the future but have only ever done family slash daycare center it feels like such a huge decision someone taking of your ki- care of your kids and in your home would love any advice from you guys or listeners lane have written in before no updates to stats since we found mm. holly on next door which yeah that's true given current next state of door. next door yes yeah, <laughs> shocking um but she had posted on there saying that she'd like just moved to la she's looking for a nanny job and the rest is history i mean i think we got really lucky with holly um i mean four and a half years later she's currently with henry yeah so like that's that's awesome um hillary who works for us during the week was a referral from another mom who um hillary hillary had worked for this other family for a few years and her kids were entering elementary school and they didn't need a nanny anymore um and that was how we found hillary i i do think that like personal recommendations are the way to go if you can um if there's like a local parents group on Facebook or elsewhere, you know, you can always ask in there. Um, that, that to me feels like kind of the best way to go. Um, and you know, I think my, my only real advice when you're hiring a nanny babysitter, like other than like checking their references and, and doing a background check and making sure that, you know, there's someone that you can trust is like being very clear what your expectations are. Like, I think oftentimes people, assume that like a nanny should just know what the parent wants or what the parent expects. And I think it's really helpful for both sides to spell this out really clearly. We have a written contract with Hillary. Like everything is like very clear. Um, And I think that's just helpful for everybody. Matt, do you have any thoughts? I you echo your thoughts? own thoughts. No, I echo your thoughts. Oh. oh, okay. I said, do you have thoughts? And you said, yeah. Um, Nuh-uh. The other thing I think that's important to keep in mind is like nannies are not housekeepers. Like you see a lot of, I see, I feel like I see a lot of job ads that are like, they want a nanny, but they also want a housekeeper. And those are really separate jobs. And I think it's totally realistic to expect a nanny to, help with household tasks related to the child so like doing the child's laundry cleaning up after the child like etc but not like unless this is like a very explicit arrangement you're like you should not expect them to clean your house or do your laundry um just just something that i've noticed um all right we got an email from Andrea who said, I'm responding to the fun fact section of your last episode, Bo the babysitter. Love these fun facts, by the way, specifically the fun fact about the fancy family with two fully decorated Christmas trees. Matt said, Matt asked, have you ever met anyone with two Christmas trees? I'm raising my hand for my family, but I can assure you we're not fancy. 
Every year we get a real Christmas tree that we decorate with non-breakable ornaments and keep downstairs in the main part of our house. Then we have a small four-foot fake tree that we put in my husband's office upstairs and decorate with delicate and breakable ornaments. It is the cat-safe Christmas tree because we can close the door to that room to keep the cats out. Mm. We came up with this idea a few years ago when we got our first cat. Turns out she is not a tree-wrecking cat. We didn't even need to have a cat-safe tree, but we loved having two trees and have kept doing it each year anyway. We have a second cat now, and he's also not interested in either tree except for sleeping under them on the tree skirts. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas, Andrea in New York. Not sharing my stats because I have a few times before. <laughs> Thank you, Andrea. All right. Well, that's a that's a good use case. I mean, it doesn't count trees. for me. Four foot tree. and a, No, I need two big. Two six foot minimum. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Another text. Howdy, excellent humans. Admittedly, I'm a few episodes behind, but that's okay. This is about the Patreon supporters who get their names right on the pod. Y'all were going mm-hmm. down the list, and my head offered a name based on where you were at in the alpha list. That name was Chinami Worth. <laughs> Three names later, who did you mention? Chinami. Remember a few years ago when you said no one listened to the names? I really, really do. And my brain is so <laughs> creepy that it can almost predict the order. Happy Hanukkah. Beth from Edmonton. Only change to the stats is that as of yesterday, one of our cats is diabetic and arthritic. She should have plenty of good years left, but the transition might not be fun. I'm assuming we meant. And then Beth tested back to say, had to pause the pot again, still a few weeks behind. Dory, I see you. Similar to Matt. My husband makes fun of me all the time. Same reason as Matt. It drives me bonkers. I find it exhausting. And even though eventually I know he's kidding, the initial knee-jerk reaction of mine is not of joy. I tried to explain death by a thousand cuts, but it's still not really landing. I have no solutions, but wanted to offer some solidarity. Good luck to us both. Beth from Edmonton. I don't even remember what she's talking about. (laughs) Yeah, because you do it so much. What? Hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Well, listen, thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. I second that. To, thank you to our Patreon supporters. We like to thank you at the end of the episode. Um Next week is Christmas. I'm not sure if we're going to be recording a new episode or doing a rerun, taking a week off. So I figured we would thank all of our, the rest of our December supporters this week, just in case we didn't get to next week. Um, And that's if you support us at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each and every month. If you support us at the $25 level, you get a fun fact and you also get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes um, at the $5 level or above. So thank you to the following supporters. Erica Brown. Mm, Aaron Faldesey. Aaron Riley. Aaron Turley. Frederick Roy handing out bags of isolinear chips for Space Halloween. We're almost at Space Christmas, Frederick. Come on. For you. Greta Truitt. Haley Tryon. Heather Haskey. Hendrick. Ivar and DC's Papa. Jackie G. Jennifer Olson. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Manilovich. Uh, Joanna Rao. Julia Schulenberg. Julie Phillips. Justine Adamick. Kane McCall. Kaylin Campbell. Karen Thakershi. Kat C. Kate. Catherine Simmons. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Katie Jordan. Katie Moylan Shorten. 
Laura Dodge. Laura Elliott. Lauren Schultz. Johnson, sorry. Lauren Schultz. Lindsay Gish. Linnea Wynn. Lisa in West Virginia. Lisa Travis. Liz P. Lynn N. Marina Breed. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Mary Wegman. Mackenzie Erickson. Melanie Jackson. Melinda Phelps. Melissa. Meryl H. Michael Roth. Mike Zytek. Molly. Mariah Adamick. Nancy Powell. Nicola Hill. Nicole B. Nikki Bossert. Narantha. Optide. Pam from Boston. Pamela L. Ryan. Pat Machewski. Patty Curry. Paula. Phoebe Boone. Robert Hamilton. Robin Kay. Sadie Massa. Sarah Dauberman. Sarah Friedman. Sarah L. Sarah Lavelle. Scarlett Kaufman. Sherry Olson. Simone Vandewinkle. SJV. Spike. Steve, oh sorry, Steph Grolnick. Stephanie S. Steve Harcourt. Tanya K. TB. The Holterman Clan. Tracy Jury. Tyler Matthews. Valerie Green. Vanessa Ferguson. Virginia McFeely. Whitney Hoffman. AJB. Allison Patel. Audrey. Aurora and Zelda. Ainsley. Bertha Crowley. Claire One. Crescent Martin. Danielle Nutriferro. Deanna McLean. Elizabeth Kay. Aaron Gudge. Jane Ennis. Jen Brennan. Jessica. Julia from Germany. Justin Valla. Captain Cybertrini, his com badge mm-hmm. on his brown coat, batleth in hand, and Chris knife unsheathed. Kate Laird. Katie Davenport. KK. Kristen. Laura Bennett. Laura Madge. Laura Cephalo. Lauren Cephalo. Sorry, Lauren. Lisa. Mary Fass. Sorry, Mara Fass. And then Mary, Mary Myra. Myra. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Murphy. Maude Tremblay. Melanie Brownbeck. Miriam Centineau. Nicole, no, sorry, Nicholas Skidmore. Nicole. Purple Weirdness. <laughs> Rosina Bosco. Samantha. Shanna Mandel. And Stephen H. Thank you all so very much for supporting the show and keeping us going. Uh, we look forward to talking to you guys next week or after Christmas, but soon. Bye. Bye.